You're listening to The Toast EDU, a podcast developed here at Paradise Valley Community College. I am your host, Sam Fraulino, an instructional multimedia developer that will discuss new instructional media strategies, trends, and other topics of digital media for teaching and learning. Hey guys, welcome back to episode seven of the Toasty to You podcast. I'm Sam Fraulino, the host and the instructional multimedia developer here at Paris Valley Community College. In this week's episode, I wanted to dive into a topic that I get asked a lot, um, especially with emails coming in. I'm getting asked, what does it take or what do I need to create a podcast? And or better, yeah, what equipment do I need? And I get that question a lot. So how much does it cost or what do I need to do um, to record a podcast? Do I need to be in a studio? Do I need professional recording equipment like microphones or high-end mixers, complicated software? And the answer, the short answer to that is no, you don't need all that. And I'm going to answer all those questions in this episode as well. So basically, what is a podcast? In short, podcast is just a spoken word. It's just an audio recording of information. It's a theme, a series of stories that listeners can get on their phones, tablets, or you know, even on their computer. They can listen online anywhere they want. But the best thing about it is it lets users and listeners subscribe to that podcast. So unlike a blog that you have to go to and you read, um, a podcast comes to you. So if you subscribe to it, you get a notified that that new podcast has a new episode. So, and you can get podcasts on Apple, uh, on Apple podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google podcasts, iHeartRadio. There is plenty of other apps out there that, you know, you can get your podcast on. So basically you get notified when these new episodes are released and most podcasts, they have accompanying websites with them. So you can, that you can sometimes read uh, scripts on, you can get um, website information on the author or the guest that the podcast might have on, or sometimes I'll put uh, printed transcripts or or, uh, company materials and things like that. Some even sell merchandise on that as well. And Canvas is a real good example of of a driver to use for podcasts. So when you're thinking about having, um, and, and I, and I said podcast websites, that's not necessarily you go to them just to listen to them. You can, but most of them just have like extra material there. But when I mentioned canvas, what I mean by that is it's a good example to take your podcast and embed those episodes in your canvas content. Speaking from the point of view that we're at a um, higher ed, many instructors are missing out on that opportunity to do that. And that's one thing I just wanted to do a quick little brief intro about podcasting, not necessarily going to too much detail about it, because basically this episode was just built um, to talk about what I use, my equipment personally, and a little bit of how easy it is to create a podcast as well. And so when we talk about the benefits of sharing content in a podcast, basically it just means the medium's everywhere, Right. It's easy accessible. It's easily um, accessible. Listeners can listen to their car on the way to work, hiking, uh, going for a walk in the park with their dog, and um, you know you can listen while you're at work as well. Sometimes while I'm working or coding a project, I'll just be listening to a podcast that interests me. But the best thing about it is the fact that those podcast episodes can be downloaded um, offline onto your phone or your tablet, so then you can listen to when you're not necessarily connected. So um, I'm picturing like a long flight. You know, you can download six or seven episodes of some, some podcasts and have those on your phone and just sit there and kick back on the, on, the, um, on the plane without having to be connected to wireless and having that ability to be um, 
engaged and have that content right there on your phone is probably one of the best benefits of, of any podcast. Okay, so you might ask, why are podcasts so popular? And we know podcasts have been around for a long time, since the beginning of the, the iPod, actually. And this form of media and sudden, suddenly just kind of took over the last few years. I think we've heard more about it. And I think it's because of two reasons. One, I think it's because it's easier. It's easier to create um, equipment for podcasting or just using your phone with a tiny little headset monitor or headset um, earphones with the microphone in it, people are recording podcasts that way. And I also think over the last two years, it's been because of COVID. And COVID, we've seen, uh, or during COVID, during the pandemic, we've seen a huge surge in podcast creations. Now, it doesn't mean that they're going to last, but there there has been a huge surge in the creation of the podcast all around the world. We saw that. So did people have more to say during that time? I don't think so. Was it because they had more time maybe being on a lockdown and felt compelled to kind of reach out to people. Maybe that could be a a big part of that. But I think a lot of it has to do with how many podcasts were created at this time. And I think most of the podcasts created dealt with higher ed and dealt with education because during that time of the, of this whole break that people were gone, you know, 18 months away from their jobs, I think they were using podcasts to kind of communicate um, to their students, they were communicating uh, with faculty, um, staff, and staff were using podcasts to share information as well. So that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I don't see a longevity in that. And, and to get back on track, um, podcast mag. There's a there's a website on um, on the internet, and it's called the Podcast Host. And they say, and I'll read off some things here. They say the reason for popularity of podcasts come down to a few things. One, easy access, which I get that. You know, more smartphones, better connections. Number two, you can listen to that podcast and have a million different subjects right at your fingertips. So I think versatility of the episodes that are out there, you know, um, crime podcasts, comedy, cooking, you name it. If no matter what sport you're interested in, you can hear podcasts regarding any subject matter for that matter. And number three, multitask friendly. And this is one of the ones that I probably agree with the most. That's probably up there with the reason why these are so popular is because you can do it anywhere. You can multitask. So as I'm listening to a podcast, I can be doing laundry. I can be at the gym. Um, It's just an amazing way to listen to something and maybe even relax. And so that's a good point. Number four, builds intimacy with the podcaster. And I think what it means is they're feeling more connected with the listener one-on-one and the listener is feeling more connected as well. So getting connected or, or feeling like the, maybe the, the podcaster is speaking directly to you, maybe instead of like of a radio show. Um, and I could see that happening. And number five, providing community connect with you and others. And that's a really good one because a lot of times when people are going through something maybe traumatic or they lost uh, a loved one from COVID, there's a lot of support groups out there, a lot of connecting community groups out there that are helping people deal with things. And also on the good part of that, you got people who are just into something fun. So people who make craft beer or uh, people who are really into coffee brewing, different kinds of uh, makings of coffee, gamers, things like that. So that's a really good uh, community to connect for there. And, and podcasting is growing so much. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this episode. Not only do I get asked, you know, about my equipment, which I'll get into, okay, but I get asked a lot. So if I'm getting asked that question a lot, it's time for me to kind of just talk a little bit about 
the gear I use. And, uh, and after I talk about that, I'll talk about, you don't need the gear that I use. Okay. You can, you can use anything. You just use a phone and a, and a headset and that's okay. You can use basic software as well. Just something as simple as audacity, which is free or GarageBand, which is free with anything, um, that comes bundled with Mac and anything up to an inexpensive USB mic as well. Okay, so what do I use? What's my gear? Okay, so basically, real quickly, I start off using um, Google Docs. I use Google Docs right off the bat before any podcast happens. I create a basic flow, just a basic outline, a few bullet points of exactly what I want to record. And I might go back and research some few things and kind of add some more detailed information. But that's pretty much what I start with. But with recording equipment itself, I just use, I will cover everything I use from the microphone to mixers and all that in this Uh, in this podcast. So I'm going to go through it right now. Now, do you need a mixer? No. Do you need a um, high-end software for editing? No. But that's the beauty of this. It can be used um, to create a podcast. It can be super easy or it can be a full-on production. And that's what's great about this because it's whatever you're comfortable with. Okay, so starting with microphones, I just use a Rode PodMic. And for more important things or for solo podcasts in a studio, I also use what's called a Rode Procaster microphone. So that's a little bit one step above the Rode pod mic. And these are podcasting mics that are XLR. So they got the three pin connection and they give a very professional sound. You can't just plug them into in directly into a computer like a USB mic. So they're used with the mixer and I use only those XLR microphones when I'm doing podcasting at either at home or at the work or in the studio. And these are mics that you can't connect through at USB, right? But you, you definitely need a mixer for those. So I absolutely love anything made by Rode. This is uh, a company that's based in Australia. Um, they make everything from professional equipment to um, equipment for beginners. They make little microphones that can attach to your phone. They make microphones that you can make um, vlog kits with where you have your, uh, your GoPro and you can put a little ton of mighty microphone on there. They're not expensive at all. Um, you get up into the higher end stuff and their equipment, it can cost a pretty penny for some of those microphones. But I even have a USB microphone that sits on my desktop and it's called, it's a Rode NT-USB microphone. And that is, I feel, one of the best beginning microphones for podcasters or instructors to just record audio, create content for students, and even begin a podcast. I actually used that for about a year before I bought any kind of professional equipment that I use for my podcast right now. And another microphone that I use for voice recording and, um, and for podcasts is made by Rode also. And you will see how much I love uh, Rode because every single product that I have that deals with my podcasting kit is made by Rode and it's the Rode Procaster. And it is a very broadcast looking mic. It has one of those little mounts that it hangs from and it kind of looks like something like Howard Stern would use or something. And it sits on a boom arm and I can swing it around. Um, it's an amazing mic. They're about $229 and you need a few accessories with them. But this mic sounds amazing. Matter of fact, it's the microphone I'm using right now. And those mics are, um, that's what I use to record this podcast. So um, because the question always comes, what are you using? I'm going to be honest and just say, I'm using pretty much everything that comes from Rode and it's pretty much on a professional level. So I want to use things that I don't want to have to spend a lot of time becoming uh, a sound engineer on. And I'm not a sound engineer. I know a little bit about sound editing, but my goal was to create a podcast to talk and to communicate. Okay. It was to 
connect with faculty, um, create content, and collaborate with faculty to share what they're working on as well. So I really didn't want to spend a whole lot of time and a whole lot of money on that. So let me talk about the mixer. Okay, so the mixer that I use, it's a it's a little pricey. It's $5.99, but it's made by Rode, of course, and it's called the Rodecaster Pro. And this unit is an all-in-one sound engineer uh, dream. And it's just, and it's fun as well. So this unit has four microphone inputs. So I can, I can plug in four XLR mics. And remember the XLR mics are the ones with those little three pins and you can record directly into your computer with it. So, um, I can plug this in and use like Adobe audition or I use logic pro. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit, but you can plug this mixer right into your computer and you, you can record right into your computer. But the benefit of this mixer as well is I can take it kind of anywhere I want. I can take it across campus. I can bring it into to someone's office and I can record a podcast right there, right onto a little SD card. So that mixer, the Rodecaster Pro, it has a little sound card on there and it's amazing. It has four channels. It has a USB channel as well. So as you're recording a podcast with somebody, you can record or bring in audio from the computer to the Rode um, Caster Pro. So what that means is I can do a Zoom interview, a Google Meets interview, and I can have that audio coming in back into the road recording into my podcast. Another thing is I can record things or uh, play things on YouTube or other websites and have that audio come in there as well. And that is a huge, huge benefit. Now, is the mixer an overkill? Yes, it probably is. Did I really need it? No, I didn't, but I wanted it. It was fun. It has got a lot of buttons. It's um, it's a kind of a tech person's dream uh, to play with. And I've actually spent probably a good year playing with this because it's just so fun. Okay. And when you have guests with you or you're sitting down and you're, and you're adjusting their levels with this, it's got so many little built-ins, this, this mixer does, to really enjoy creating a podcast. And I think that's the biggest important part of it because if you're not enjoying it, you're not going to do it. But here's the thing. I could use a small mixer. Okay. You can go buy a small little mixer. And, um, I think I have one. It's called a Scarlett focus, right? You plug in one XLR mic into it and then the mixer is USB and it plugs into your computer and you can record a podcast. You can record directly into GarageBand, Audacity, uh, or any other audio software that you have, okay? And, I, and I've done that. I've done it with GarageBand. I've done it with Adobe Audition because Adobe Audition is free, part of our Adobe package that we all get as faculty and staff. But for me, the Rodecaster unit was so mobile and the features on it, take, and, um, and I can take remote calls on it, by the way. It's got a Bluetooth channel. So it hooks up to my phone. So as we're talking, if I had a guest, one of you guys as faculty, and we wanted to call a student or we wanted to call another faculty member, we can call them right on the podcast and record their audio into a separate channel. And for all this gear that I'm talking about right now, all the gear that I've listed, and it's pretty much everything is from Rode, the, that Australian company, I will put in the links and I'll put descriptions in the written description of this podcast and you can go check this stuff out as well. Or you can just contact me and ask me about it. I'd be happy or happy to con, uh, consult with you on that as well. Okay, so we covered the mic and we covered the mixer. That's what I use to record, you know, the actual audio on the podcast. So what headphones do I use? I know this is probably not even worth having a discussion on because I think headphones is a more personal use. But to be honest, um, I really believe a good over the ear headphone is best. And that's the kind of headphones that cover your entire ear. I've seen people do podcasts with the little earbuds or little tiny headphones in there. But what happens is sometimes your mic can pick up the ear 
the audio that's leaking out of that ear and it's been done. You can hear podcasts. We can also hear the other person's voice coming out of that person's headphones because when you do a podcast, you get pretty close to the microphone. So I use, um, uh, it's a headphone called a Sennheiser HD 280 Pro and they're only like $99 and they have a very long cord, a very, like a, uh, like an old phone cord attached to it and it stretched like 20 feet. And that uh, headphone for me, I've been using those for almost five to 10 years. I absolutely love them. Um, they sound amazing that you can hear your voice. And when you're recording a podcast, hearing your own voice in your own headphones, it makes it or breaks the experience because it does sound like you're on the radio and it gives that very professional feel when you're having a podcast with somebody and how well the audio is being recorded. You can hear it in those headphones. So I really love those Sennheiser um, headphones and the cords built in. Uh, you don't have to charge them or nothing like that. They're very, very good headphones. And Sennheiser makes a whole line of headphones. Now, is that the only headphone out there? Absolutely not. We all know that. You can get over-the-ear headphones made by Bose, made by Sony. Uh, Logitech makes some. So I don't think you need to go out and buy um, high-end professional headphones. But even for $99, these headphones, they, they sound amazing. Okay, so in a few other tools that I use, which is, aren't... These aren't necessarily things that you have to have, but these are just some of the tools in my in my arsenal that I said I would talk about is I do have what's called a cloud lifter and a cloud lifter is um, it's just basically a signal booster. It boosts the signal of the microphone and some mixers, even the Rodecaster Pro being as kind of professional as it is, has a problem boosting signal. And if that signal for that microphone is not at a good level, you're going to have a hard time recording. So I don't know if it's necessarily needed, but I did buy one and I'm able to kind of keep things um, at a level that I want. They're about $150 for one microphone or you can buy one that does, uh, you can plug two microphones into and then that plugs into your mixer and it gives your microphone a little bit better of a signal. And I also use what's called a Rode DS1 mic stand and those are the mic stands that kind of sit on your desktop and the microphone's kind of like right in your face, like a panel style and those microphones and those stands are really comfortable for guests. So I use that as well. And then I also use what's called a Rode PSA-1 boom arm. And as you can tell, and I told you I would flood you with everything I use, that is Rode. But the PSA-1 uh, boom arm is pretty much just like a mechanical swing arm. You can put in probably any microphone that Rode makes. It's very universal. You can even put microphones on there that Rode does not make. So this uh, boom arm, that's what my microphone is on right now. I can kind of swing it around. I can move it towards my face. I can adjust the angle of the microphone, how it's coming down into my face. And I think that's one of the important things with the boom arm is it gives you that ability to be more comfortable. So if you can see me right now, I'm speaking to the microphone. But my hands are kind of moving side to side because I don't have anything underneath me or nothing right on my desk in front of me. This microphone is kind of floating in the air. And you've probably seen that when you've seen like Howard Stern or uh, radio shows where the microphone's like right in their face, but it's very, very comfortable. So now that we talked about those three main tools, so I talked about the microphone, the mixer, the headphone, and a few, the headphones and a few other little tools. The question I do get most, what does I do with, what do I do with the audio when it's done being recorded? What's my workflow? Okay. So what do I do with this sound file? Do I just open it up and upload it to the podcasting hosting center and say, okay, it's done. You can, you can, and people do. Great podcasts do that. I don't because I say a lot of ums. I have a lot of mistakes and pauses. I get interrupted um, by a, a text message or, you know, my cat knocks something over. Life happens. So for me, I like to go in and edit out 
those awkward pauses or edit out ums and just take a second to go through and clean up my audio. And, and, and another reason, because I'm not in a studio, I'm usually in you know my house or an office or something, I don't have the exact perfect sound barriers and things on the walls to make everything sound so good. I'm just doing this on my own. And once in a while, yeah, you can hear a barking dog in the background. You can hear a car go by uh, because I'm still working at home. So what do I use to clean this up? What, what software do I use to make my podcast edited and get it going? Well, I was using Adobe Audition. And the reason why I was using that was we have access to that for free. It comes part of our Adobe cloud that we all get as faculty and staff at PVCC. And it, it's, it's a great software. I'll probably rate it a 9.5 out of 10. And it's not so easy to learn because it's a little complicated, but you can edit out of it. And I've done it, was using it probably for years. Almost any faculty project that came into the CTL where I was working, I was using Adobe Audition to edit that audio. And it worked out great. It's very versatile. It's very powerful. However, I was having a few issues with some of the things I wanted to do. And what I wanted to do was simplify. Okay, I wanted to simplify my podcast and just make this as easy as it can. So I jumped over to GarageBand. GarageBand is free. It's part of all the Mac tools that we all have access to as well. As I started playing around with GarageBand, GarageBand started having some limitations of some of the things that I wanted to do. So not to get too technical or too boring on this podcast, I wanted to do multi-track recording. So multi-track is everyone's audio is on its own channel. So if I was doing an interview, one mic one would be on one channel, mic two would be on another channel, our sound effects would be on another channel. So then when I bring that audio in to an editor, I can edit everyone's audio separately. So I can adjust volume, make changes with uh, you know the sound effects or, or whatever I needed to do. And to do that, I wanted to go up and use what's kind of like GarageBand's big brother, which is Apple Logic Pro. Now, for the last maybe six months, seven months, I've been using Apple Logic Pro for everything I do in audio. Is that an overkill? 100%. It is a high-end, very high-end professional editing program. But what I like about it is it looks and feels just like GarageBand. So I would recommend starting off with GarageBand, playing with GarageBand, mastering GarageBand, and if your podcast goes further or your audio editing needs go further, dive into Apple Logic Pro because that application for me, the interface, how the tools work, the colors, you can add colors to your tracks. The workflow is very similar to all of the Apple products that we're used to. And knowing me being a big Apple guy, I was very happy to dive into this coming out of that Adobe Audition, which for me was a little bit, I don't want to use the word clunky. Maybe it was just a little bit like non-friendly on the the interface level. But because I was using GarageBand and I tested Logic Pro, I was sold instantly. So that's the software that I use to edit pretty much anything with podcasting and audio um, for my instructional stuff. So do you need to do that? Do you need to jump from GarageBand to Logic Pro right now? Probably not. Do you want to? I would, I would recommend it. It's fun. If you really want to dive into a good audio program, a good audio editing hit Apple Logic Pro, and if you do have any questions, let me know as well. Now, you don't have to do that. We, we, we know that. But some of the popular podcasts out there, I will tell you, are just uploaded, recorded, unedited files. And a lot of them that are very, I, I want to say very organic, which means they're podcasts that almost feel like you're just listening to a very raw 
um, conversation for the listener to kind of just enjoy that show on how it was recorded live, which you hear, you know, behind the scenes laughing, you hear some, even hear arguments sometimes. That's another way to do it. And a lot of people really enjoy that experience. They like that rawness. It makes them feel like they were part of a conversation in a room. So that's another popular way to do it. And I've seen, um, and I don't know the name of it. If I can think about it, I'll post it in the notes, but there was a girl in New York city. She was a, uh, an illustrator, a designer, and she was going around the city interviewing very popular illustrators and artists and fashion designers, but she would just show up with her phone in a little microphone and would interview them and no professional equipment, no planning or nothing. And her podcast had millions of views on it because it was so raw. It was, it was natural. So starting podcasts with a faculty and creating audio podcasts for students, this is probably not necessary. This big professional setup like that I'm using here, but since most of the content is probably like in a lecture, similar format, that's fine. If you want to do that, that's fine. But I think what would work and what is best for a faculty that's just wanting to create a podcast, whether it's just for lecture notes or for um, just communication is just a simple USB microphone being recorded into whatever audio software you are comfortable with, a good set of headphones, and just record a good podcast. And I think to me, that's going to start you off on the best path to create a podcast that you feel proud of. And I think that you'll continue on. And that's one thing that I don't want to do is get an audio recording. They have to spend three hours editing it right? I mean, nobody wants to do that. You, you've already spent two hours recording it or an hour and a half planning it. I don't want to spend three to four hours cleaning this up, doing so many different kinds of things to the audio. So I do want my workflow to be pretty simple. And by that, I just mean I want to clean up any unwanted noise. Um, like I said, I adjust the volumes on the different multi-tracks if I have to. I cut out the pauses or the awkward ums. Uh, and you know, so if I'm talking right now and I say, hey, I'm going to go to the store, um, then I'm going to buy a t-shirt. I will cut that out that um, if I have to, but that's just basic audio editing and it's simple to do. Any application can do that. But when I'm done with it, the most important thing is I just want to export the file out of Logic Pro or, or you know Adobe Audition when I was using that as a basic MP3 file. Because once I get it out as a basic MP3 file and then I can upload that to my hosting site. Okay, so once I edit it, I just want the sound level cleaned up. I cleaned up any unwanted noise and then my goal is really just to export the file out to Logic Pro, out of Logic Pro, I mean, and get it out as a basic MP3 file. So once I get it out as a basic MP3 file, I then can upload that to my, my podcasting host site. So for me, I use Anchor. And Anchor is a free podcasting host. You, anyone can host on there for free so far, which usually, you know, we know how free websites go. Next thing you know, they're charging you. But for a long time and for many folks, it is 100% free. And I know a lot of faculty across the country who use Anchor to host lecture notes and things like that. So Anchor is a really, um, so far, it's been a really good company for me. Now you can um, uh, make your podcast for profit and, and go through some things like that where you're bringing in revenue. You might have to pay a fee then um, for that, but I don't know since I don't do that. But that is a great hosting um, uh, software or hosting for podcasting. And myself, I use another one called Buzzsprout. Uh, Buzzsprout is one of the nation's uh, leading uh, podcasting, and I love what they do. They give you a lot of extra tools. They give you some sharing things. That one is a, I want to say a $12 a month for the basic um, hosting, and I pay for that for a personal podcast that I do called The Cup Cloud, and 
that that hosting is amazing and it's just easy to use. There's some more out there like Blueberry um, and SoundCloud. I think SoundCloud does some um, hosting as well, even though it's more for musicians, but you can host a podcast on there as well. So hosting, podcasting, um, anything that deals with where this podcast lives. I'm going to talk about that in a second as well, but feel free at any time to shoot me an email for more questions on that because it is a topic that I can't uh, just explain within within five minutes. And hosting is confusing. It really is. This whole, where does this podcast live? It's usually the stumbling block. The stumbling block, the most I think people hit when they're dealing with podcasting is where to keep the podcast. They don't know how the files and the podcast work. I've researched a lot of these ideas and starting on podcasts and how to start a podcast with somebody who's a little bit nervous about that. And I'll talk about that in a second. Okay, so the last section of this of this um, this episode I wanted to deal with was where does this podcast live? Its ultimate place on the internet. Where do these files live? I thought about leaving this part out of the podcast, really, because it is it's a confusing aspect of the podcast where most people I said earlier get stumbled on. But I didn't want to leave it out completely, so I'm going to give a little bit of an overview on it because I really wanted this podcast just to be on the three basic uh, pieces of equipment that I use. You know, the the microphone the headphones and the mixer because I do use a mixer. And again, to reiterate, you do not use a mixer if you don't need it. You only use a mixer if you want to be using a more professional level microphone, those three pin, what they call XLR microphones. But if you're using a USB microphone, you can go right into your computer and just record to your heart's content. So that's something that you can think about. Okay. So we know that podcasts need to be hosted somewhere. These files need to live somewhere. So where are, where do these files live? And people subscribe and use podcasting sites, but basically it runs it as the RSS feed. And the RSS feed is just that that code that kind of runs behind the scene that allows podcasters to get their information out to the bigger podcast releases of these companies like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, all these companies that host these podcasts, they're really just pulling in your file using that RSS feed. The good news is, is Anchor sets all that up for you. You don't you don't play around with that, right? It, it, it sounds complicated, right? But it's not. And not really, you don't do anything um, on the RSSN. You're not kind of controlling or writing any kind of control uh, code for that. You just upload the file and the hosting company does pretty much all of the work. And for the Toasty to you, I use Anchor. Like I said before, it's free. But the podcast company um, that's hosting this, they do a great job at connecting your podcast to all those other outlets. That's how people are listening to your podcast. That's how they're subscribing to that podcast. So keep that in mind. That's actually a very easy process. And again, if you need help, you know who to contact because I've done it a million times and I can set that up for you guys or just kind of like walk you through and, and, and you know, if you have any questions about it, just, just uh, send me an email. So you can also set this account up for free. Um, it's super easy. The tools they have are all online. You walk right through the whole process, creating the name of your podcast, creating everything that you need to get this thing published. Anchor actually has a part of their podcast that's online that you can actually record your podcast right up into Anchor live using a just a, a regular USB microphone, no extra gear, no software. But the benefits of Anchor is you're recording the episode right there into Anchor. And you can actually even edit it. So you can, let's say you record a five minute audio file up into Anchor. You're using no software in your computer. You're just using a plain USB mic. You can go up there, edit that, 
chop it up, do whatever you want to do to it and publish it right there from Anchor. And it's all ready to go. The beauty of that is having that ability just to do a quick podcast or a quick lecture or quick audio files to your students. Here's the real benefit. Anchor has share tools that are part of every podcast file. So if you do a 10 minute lecture, you can share or embed that podcast player right inside of your Canvas course. So in your Canvas course, in your announcement or your page content, you can plop that player right there in the middle of the content and the student can listen to that podcast or that lecture note or whatever it is right there inside Canvas. You can share it with a URL. You can also share them out as text messages right from Anchor. So Anchor is a great place, I believe, to start if you're looking to do a podcast or even just host lecture notes or audio files to students. Okay, so I can't cover everything that Anchor can do, but it can do a lot. And I uh, guarantee you visit their website, uh, read about what they have to say, check it out, create a free podcast, just do something for fun. Or if you need me, I will happy to demo what I did for you uh, one-on-one and I'll show you and give you a tour of my Anchor site and how it works and and you'll be surprised. You'll actually be very surprised on how easy um, it is to use. So, so I really do hope this podcast and this episode gave you an inside look into what I use to create my podcast and all my audio gear and everything I use, uh, the hosting, the microphones, the headphones, and get an idea of what it takes to do this. However, I also hope you walk away with knowing that you don't need all of this to do a simple podcast and to get started. So that was kind of the point of this based on the questions I was getting. And if you want to do a consultation with me or just, you know, get a dialogue going, please email me. You can reach me at sam.fralino at paradisevalley.edu. I would love to help you get you going, set you on the right track and see what you create as well. Cause that would be a lot of fun. So if anyone's interested in more of that or an in-depth podcast that deals with, um, what it takes to take a podcast further, maybe maybe the idea, the theme, the artwork, what does it take to get everything going from a, the ground up of a podcast? Please let me know. I can do a podcast on that as well. And I can even get down to the nitty gritty of certain kinds of cables or mic stands, uh, everything that just involves um, creating a podcast. So again, it's just one of those things. It's, uh, it's dialogue. Okay. So let's um, be sure, be sure to check the um, podcast description because that's where I'm going to put all of the links and all the information to all the equipment that I use personally. So yeah, feel free to go look that kind of stuff up. Um, you know, it's again, my stuff is kind of on the, on the professional level. Do not be scared that you have to buy that. If you wanted to start a podcast, I can help you out. If you're just kind of thinking and you want to get started and want a good USB microphone, please, please subscribe to this podcast. Okay. Learn to just relax, listen to it, have fun, maybe listen to an episode while you walk around campus. Um, There's nothing more important than a spoken word again. And I love being able to outreach and talk about technology or instructional media. My next podcast actually is going to be with Lynn McClellan, I think. We're going to be talking about some of our favorite gear, not just podcast gear, but just favorite gear. And with two techies in the same room, we're probably going to have a lot of fun. So we hope you join us for that podcast as well. Also, please rate, subscribe to this podcast. Get these uh, episodes uh, when they come out. And um, you can find us on Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, pretty much well, in Anchor. And anywhere you can um, you listen to your podcast, you know, subscribe to us. So visit the CTL's iHub website as well under the faculty tab. 
you will see a link for the Toasty to You. Uh, there's information there about the um, about the podcast as well. And feel free to drop me an email as well. And we look forward to that. And, you know, as we say, just like with all video games, game over. <laughs>